0: Hey guys, TJ here. If you're asking that question, how do I know when the other person's ready? How do I know when I'm ready? You know, you're in a relationship, you're single, you're not married. And you're kind of at that point saying, man, like, what is it that is going to be a signal to me that this is a person I can take that next step with, that commitment with? This is going to be the episode for you. It's going to be a great just perspective that 's the only word I have for it it 's not some expert advice it 's not we know everything it 's Savannah and I, my wife, and I having an honest zero hype authentic conversation about our journey and the process of actually overcoming some of the major hurdles and obstacles that naturally happen in relationships and honestly, it was a very difficult process for both of us. there was a lot of a lot of healing that needed to happen. Um, In my life in particular, but also with her. And so we talk about that authentically, not just in this episode, but several of the episodes in this season on relationships. And then this one specifically, we're talking about people who are at that point in their life where they're like, how do I know when I'm ready to get married? So if that's you, I hope you're going to really benefit and get value Um, If you do, please go ahead and share it with a friend. If you got a friend or a family member, coworker, somebody that you know is kind of in that position, just go ahead and send this episode to them. See if they can benefit just from listening. Um, Please write a review, uh, leave a rating. We'd appreciate that. And uh, thanks for being here. We appreciate you. How'd you know you were ready to marry me?
1: Because you asked me.
0: (laughs) Podcast over.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you never, because it's a podcast. (laughs) I knew, a better question is, I knew I wanted to marry you when I saw that you were actually choosing to become the person that you wanted to be. That's why, and how.
0: So what does that mean? You saw me, so how long did you see me become the person I wanted to be, like,
1: Since we started talking up until you asked me to marry
0: you. Okay, so we started talking and then dating and then had a very rocky time.
1: No, there was moments in our rocky times where I was, I had some confidence that I was like, I would want to spend the rest of my life with this person because of how you handled a situation or... Just how you responded to things sometimes that were really difficult and really hard. You didn't always respond the best, but in the end, you responded the best.
0: So what is a, what's like, name one thing that you can think of so that people know, because I actually don't know what you're talking about, but I can think of a couple things that were difficult.
1: Something that was difficult was when we almost broke up and... I was in Hawaii, and you were in New York, and your dad had just passed, and we were supposed to go to Ireland for a wedding, your best friend's wedding, and I was on the phone with you in Hawaii, and I was like, do you want me to come with you to Ireland? Like, I was about to leave the next day to come meet you in New York. I was like, I will come with you. Tell me what you need, which he didn't know what he needed, understandably, and he told me he didn't want me to come. (laughs) And I showed up anyways. I don't
0: remember <laughs> that. I don't even remember saying that.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It was. It hurt, but I was like, I'm gonna go anyways and see what happens. Um, you were just more of like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I want you to be there. I don't think I want you to come. So it was more. It wasn't like a hard like, no, I don't want you to come. It was like a, like I, I actually, I kind of don't. So it was. It was a very, you know. It was the in between, but you were like, I don't want you to come, but I want you to come because you were hurting. And um, so I showed up and um, at your door, and you didn't say anything to me. And we hopped on a plane to Ireland <laughs> and didn't say one word to each other the whole way. <laughs> the whole way. It was just silence. And I, after that moment of you, me just giving you space and me just being there for you, you turned around and you were someone that actually, like, opened yourself up. I think because of also how I responded to you with love, but you also chose to be like, okay, I want to respond a little differently to this person that's showing up for me. So I think that was an example
0: I think you said something that's really important around not knowing what I needed. Yeah. And I think it's so key. A lot of people, myself included, it's easy to say, wait, you said this. And it's not that you were reading my mind, but Mm -mm. I think you read the situation enough to know I was in enough pain as it were. And, the last thing i needed was to be alone
1: yeah but just seeing your response and how like you you handled something so difficult and so hard in your life draw like it was more of like a it, I, I was like that's attractive like i like that about you i like that fact that he persevered and he chose to heal instead of stuff it
0: which by the way, I've stuffed a lot in my life, so I can't I can't say that that was like a pattern over time. I think I got so tired of stuffing all of it
1: mm-hmm. that
0: I, I was ready for something different. I didn't know what that meant, but Savannah's just for like encouragement. I think a lot of times people don't want to give people what they need. They don't want to give their significant other what they need because they think, well, they didn't deserve that. They don't. They can't have that from me because it's mine to lose. And I think what Savannah did in that situation, which allowed me respond to respond differently. And we talked about this in another episode around overcoming differences, meeting in the middle. What she did is she was like, I have eyes that, that have the sight that you don't have right now because I'm not in your mess. Mm-hmm. And so even though you're saying these things, doing these things, I'm still going to show up.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to take it personal.
0: And that but that's hard to do.
1: Yes. And I think I got I had to heal up a little bit <laughs> from words that were said or things that were done that were kind of painful. Um, but what about you?
0: How did I know when I was ready to marry you? Yes. After I encountered Jesus in July 2018 and had that hour and a half hour weeping From all of the things they showed me in that encounter and that vision, the 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 images and the vision I had of generational bondage—is the word generational wrongdoings, generational things, things that had happened to me before I was even born—that he was healing in this like hour, hour and a half encounter. I was weeping. I got you know, and then at the end, I I felt peace. And um, if you're not familiar with that, was totally you know, until 2016, all that was new to me. But I, you know, tell like when you have encounters with God, if you're encountering Jesus, you're gonna feel peace. He'll fill you with with peace, and um, so you might it might be a lot, but you'll feel His presence of peace because there's nothing missing, broken. Uh, he makes you whole. And so I I was whole, but I was, in being whole, I was seeing even, I was seeing you different. And I, you know, my response to women in the past had been walls go up as soon as we get really, really close. Mm -hmm. And that was because of the stuff that I didn't know I didn't know. Right. And then as soon as that happened... Everything changed. Mm. And it was like I had a whole new, And you, because you were there too, I think you had a new perspective
1: yeah.
0: on why I maybe was the way I was.
1: So you didn't want to marry me the first time you laid eyes on me? Well, I
0: did find you very attractive. Thank you. Um,
1: what was I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> what color shoes did I have on? So, I don't even know. <laughs> Savannah was
0: wearing all black, standing outside of Ninth and 1st. In, uh, in New York, and I saw her. This wasn't the first time I laid eyes on her. This was the third day I think I'd seen you because mm-hmm. we met in a meeting in Brooklyn. That meeting and how we got there is an amazing, wild <laughs> story. Um, but we met in this meeting. We Neither one of us really had any reason being in and then got lunch as you know, the t- company you were working for, the company I was working with, we got lunch the next day. And I say companies, it was really, it feels like that's more corporate than it actually was. It was more friends and getting together, getting to know each other. And then that we invited you to church. You came, you waited until after it was over to say goodbye. And I think you were just being kind, but I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember just seeing you like stunned. It wasn't I wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, and the word is like, it wasn't like my, my flesh. It was like something in my spirit. I was like, oh my gosh, this woman's amazing. And so I was very attracted to you. I didn't know what to do. But even after that, you know, we started talking. I actually became more attracted to you because you were in Kansas City and I was in New York and we were talking all the time. Mm-hmm. I became more attracted to you just even talking, getting to know you for those three months that we were doing that. And so there was a lot, but I think the big, aside from that one moment in July, 2018, followed by several, you know, after that, but besides that one moment of like real healing, that the mm-hmm. deep stuff, the practical stuff was like, I saw growth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think people, and we talk about this in overcoming differences, but I saw growth. Like, I think people cut people off too quick just because they're like, ah, oh, it's not the person they, they would know this. They would do this. Right you know but the, but no it's like you're and i've heard this i i believe this and i've seen this in my own life like you're going to have several relationships with the same person <laughs> so you got to really like be able to grow together and i saw growth we were heading in the same direction and i wasn't banking on a perfect person i was really putting my faith in that that person was led by the same person i'm led by right and our relationship with jesus as an authentic lifestyle not something that we just want to say in our head and that we actually like submit to his leadership equally and I'm like if we're both doing that and we both know the character of who God is then we're going to end up in in the same or similar place Mm -hmm. Um, so I saw a lot of that in you and I think differences aside that was like the biggest thing to me that stood out to me in terms of, like, we could do this for the long term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and and then maybe the third thing and maybe the most important thing is I just had, like, this soul connection to you. It just felt very, very, very natural.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even, even though we had differences, right. I think there's an important distinction. Right, You've said that, acknowledge your differences, but... But at the same time, there was a natural soul connection that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think recognizing all of those things together helped me kind of get to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not anywhere in a position financially where I want to be to marry. I'm not anywhere <laughs> in a position. But you know what? All the things that I thought I needed to be, to be ready to be married, I didn't need.
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing that I really needed, I got.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My heart was ready.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what I needed.
1: Yeah. And I don't think you need to be 100% heart ready either. (laughs) Like I think you grow, like we were saying earlier, you grow in the process. And if you're both willing to allow yourself to grow and become more healthy and, you know, hear each other's differences out, I think it'll be, I think it'll work out either way. (laughs) I don't think, like, you don't need to be perfect before you get married.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And you don't need to know that you're going to marry them on the first date.
0: (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, this, for us, it was like, I, there was a time where I genuinely thought, I was like, we, we could go a separate ways. And it's not necessarily what I wanted in my heart. It's what I wanted in my, like. Rejection. Rejection. Yes. And you saw that, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't see that, and you couldn't force me to see that either. No. I had to learn that for myself.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is why when she, when Savannah helped me learn for myself by allowing me to learn, this is the key, like that to me was gold Mm -hmm. because it showed so much power. When somebody has the power to tell you everything about everything that you need to know, but they don't so that you can actually discover it for yourself. That is power, true power. And, you know, you see a lot of people trying to control relationships and it's like, you need to catch up to me. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. (laughs) we're all on our journey. Mm -hmm. And I've been guilty of that, you know, and I go through forgiveness of that. Like, hey, Savannah, you, you know, I had I had this experience. You need to catch up to me. If we're going to get married, then I need you to be on this same page. And it's like, whoa, hey, whoa, wait a second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, there it, there will be questions that are not necessarily answered before you get married. Yeah. Um, so what do you. All right. So if there are questions like what what's like a main question you think that you need answered that somebody needs answered before they get married. Here's one. I got one for okay. you. You ready?
1: Okay. <laughs> I was like, I've no, no, no. That, like,
0: i got No, actually, I want to challenge people's question on this. Okay. People all the time, do I have peace about this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I tell you there are so many decisions that I've made that have been the, some of the best decisions in my life that I did not have peace about? Yeah. Right? Anybody, and I haven't done this yet, anybody who's jumped out of an airplane... You probably didn't have peace about that decision jumping, but then you you land, you're probably like, Man, that's one of the best decisions of my life. (laughs) Right? Like the high, the excitement, the and I'm just using that as an example. But you know, I've done things where I didn't have peace about, you know, starting a speaking event, that seminar, you know, and and welcome to yourself. I I didn't I had anything but peace, and that was one of the best decisions of my life. Yeah. To to actually step forward. so I'm not saying that if you, you know, the peace thing with people, you want to have peace with people and, and the person you're going to marry. Okay. But I think pe- when people use that as their only filter, I think you've got the wrong filter.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, you got, maybe you need to check yourself on it and maybe get some other perspective. I would see God's perspective before you go to, to everybody else. You've given authority to speak into your life who doesn't necessarily uh, live your life, who will never put their head on that pillow at night like you will
1: mm-hmm.
0: for your life. Um, seek God's perspective because he knows every hair on your head so seek his perspective first um but yeah that's a big one I think people address that I would challenge Mm
1: -hmm. you said what's one thing
0: one question you think you'd like to have people ought to have answered should think about before marriage
1: oh should think about before marriage yeah have answered ideally Mm. this is simple but is this person going to make you smile? <laughs> I think sometimes we force that, but I think it's important. I think it's really important. Someone that you actually enjoy spending your time with. Because if you if you really don't, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> you'll be spending a lot more time than you think with that person, whether you work together or not. I think that's something it's simple, but I think it's important.
0: I'm thinking about other questions that I that I wrestled with, you know. Is this person going to, you know, make X, Y, and Z dollars? I think that was
1: one. Yeah, we even talked about that one between the two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah I think that is that was one where maybe I had an expectation that I needed to you know i I think as men sometimes this is a blanket statement, sure, but I think it's a cultural thing that is needs to be acknowledged as men we you know men we do have a role as providing of providing and protecting, and anybody who wants to take away your identity and try and tell you that you don't have a role in providing and protecting is going to destroy a culture and honestly, you know the foundation of family, which is you know you have roles and responsibilities any company has a role and responsibility for each person in that company for it to succeed. Families have roles and responsibilities for them to succeed. There's a reason that men have been identified with roles and responsibilities. Sure, yes, a man dies in the family, something happens, and the woman has to take over the role of protecting and all of that. In the animal kingdom, the women you know, are the most fierce of protecting their kids. So, yes, they have roles. We have our roles too i just want to highlight that emphasize that that it's important to recognize roles Um, because we are being stripped men and women are being stripped of their roles and and responsibilities and their identity because identity is being confused right now so you know we talked about providing and Mm -hmm. you know i have a desire to provide is what was modeled in my family but i was also i also had a really poor money mindset my relationship with money was really jacked up for a while Mm -hmm. and um and so I was kind of putting some pressure on the idea of like, okay, you know, we need to have certain dollars in the bank. We're going to move forward with our life. Mm-hmm. And are you going to you know, do this or am I going to do that? And, and I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on that and they're putting pressure on that because they have a poor relationship with money, not because the other person is going to make or not make money. Mm-hmm. So something to consider, I think, with that. As far as other things, I mean, you know, again, we're not marriage counselors or marriage experts, but just things that we've considered or wrestled with or even just walked through or seen um, in relationships that are getting ready for marriage. Or, or, you know, maybe you're not in a relationship, but you've considered it and you're thinking about it and something you'd like to do. Um, these are just things that we've kind of faced or wrestled through that we hope would give you guys some, some insight. Um, if you do have any more thoughts uh, or questions, you guys can message us. Um, find me at TJ Loeffler. Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> He's like, Do you have any more thoughts? <laughs> I
0: was looking for the visual Savannah. <laughs> cue. I was looking for the visual no, cue. No, I don't
1: have any more thoughts. Okay. Or questions.
0: Okay. okay. Thank Get, you. No more. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you guys would love to hear Savannah more than me. That's a truthful statement, and I think it's okay. And I think not it's not true. And, no, but she drops some gold. Uh, so if you have questions that you want, you know, me to ask her, um, please just let me know, you know, send us a message. We'd love to hear if this resonates with you, if you'd like to hear more,
1: um, and my secretary will get back to you (laughs) with my answers via email.
0: (laughs) Savannah making herself all professional. Um, you're my secretary, by the way. (laughs) Uh, we talked about roles and responsibilities <laughs> um no so i i pr- appreciate you guys listening and you can find me tj Leffler on instagram obviously on on all the other platforms as well and and our our site Um we appreciate you guys and uh we just really want to see you guys thrive not just survive not strive for mm-hmm. sure but we want to see you thrive and and so if you do benefit from listening, go ahead and just rate and review. Leave a nice comment or something. and
1: Yeah, something spicy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Easy on the spice. Uh, if it's a good spice, we'll take it. But um, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here. Ciao.